So you have a new project, and off you go, guns are blazing. Before you know it, tackling one problem has created another, and then another. So let's look at how to solve the right problem, and today's lesson all begins with a prison break that literally did not think outside the box. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Brent. Hey. So after our last podcast, Heidi, you sent me an article, and I have to say it was highly amusing. But uh, I was fascinated that you felt it was relevant to the workplace. Uh, it was about a prison in Rome, um, and can you sketch out? what it was about and give our viewers a little bit of uh, an insight to this and why on earth you've uh, brought it up in our business podcast. Oh, this was a lovely little article that I picked up on that I thought was rather brilliant. A prisoner in Rome in a high security facility with connections to the mafia decided that he had a problem that needed solving. To this end, he had a drone fly over the prison, drop in a gun. He used the gun to threaten one of the guards, got himself out of his cell, stole the guard's keys, <laughs> tried to break into another prisoner's cell, was unable to operate the keys properly, right. shot through the bars, trying to kill these people who oh were causing God. him problems in the prison missed them, right. and then took an illegal cell phone to call his lawyer and say, I have a problem here. And the lawyer was like, I think you should give back the gun and surrender yourself. I don't think you're in a good position. Oh, that sounds like if you, if you saw that on a TV show, you'd think, well, this is just bonkers. This is just so unrealistic. But my word. Yeah, it's almost a Monty Python skit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... Yes, there's certainly elements of that story that are very amusing, unless you were the guard that had that gun pointed at them. But um, thankfully, everyone was okay. Yeah. Um, how, how do you see this uh, in, in relation to your clients? I find it fascinating because you're watching this prisoner go, I have a problem. And he's certain he has a problem. <laughs> and he thinks only within the walls of the prison which is really interesting how our psychology literally physically limits us to the walls around him. And it never occurred to him to think, what are options outside of these prison walls for solving my problems? He didn't think maybe leaving the prison eventually would solve his problems. And it's such a beautiful illustration of how we identify we have a problem and yet are so narrow in how we look for a solution and we frame that problem and we try to solve it. So his, pro his problem were some gangsters that he wanted um, to no longer be gangsters or alive. Is that the... <laughs> he, yeah, he, he just didn't want to be bothered by them Yes, anymore. they were probably harassing right. him. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it, it's interesting, and we we all fa fall prey to this, is that when we see a problem and we identify it either in our life or at work, we think the first solution we come up with is the answer. Right. And that so often happens. Uh, 
right now. It's that that narrow view of we there aren't enough workers for my jobs that I have. Well, maybe you're think of it differently. Am I paying people enough to take this job? And then I might be able to find employees. But we so often go with I hate to call it the gut instinct because it's usually wrong. Uh, but we go with that initial instinct. I know what the problem is. Here's the solution. Let's follow down this rabbit hole of lack of success. Yeah. It's that big question of, are you sure that's the right problem to solve for? You would think this gentleman would have thought about, maybe if I talk to my attorney, he can talk to the judge and get me moved to another part of prison. Or I can be on my best behavior, maybe I can get out of here early and leave them behind. No, he decided that trying to smuggle in a gun into an area where there's guards, there's cameras, everybody saw what he did, that that somehow was going to solve his problem. Right. I mean, it was a creative solution, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, how would you get your sort of your clients to cognitively retrain them to, to think beyond that? narrow focus how do you get them to think beyond that those you know that 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 structure and do something a little bit more creative to fix problems rather than like you said your example was just throw let's employ someone and throw some money at them how, mm. how do you get them to change their thinking on that um sometimes with humor this story i can tell you i will be telling to a lot of clients as a parable for bad problem solving and giving them a parable, a story, something that they can look at and see themselves in that really illustrates maybe I should step back and change the way I'm looking at this. One of the phrases we always use is change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Ooh, I like that. And this is really the stop restricting yourself to the physical boundaries of that prison and open your mind to options outside of that. So if if I was in a a corporate small business situation and we've got a problem that needs a solution, do you encourage your clients to sort of come up with three ideas on how that problem can be fixed? Is that part of the process to say, okay, your gut instinct tells you this, but let's add two more into that equation and then we'll work out the best from three at least. Is that? Yeah. That, that is one tool that you use in organizational development and design is using multiple examples, case studies, whatever you can find that other people may have done, and then looking at the pros and cons and coming up with a hybrid decision of how to solve the problem. Right. Uh, we can go back to the previous podcast of all the empty retail spaces and no one wanting to rent them because they get a tax break. Right. What if you remove that tax break after two years? Maybe they would then want to rent. Uh, there's just a multitude ways of looking at things differently. Right. And Heidi sa- Heidi saying using humor. Humor is a great way to do it. Uh, storytelling, giving them case studies or examples of people that have done had the same problem, but it's been dealt with differently by different organizations. Right. Uh, and that's around the around the design challenge that most organizations have is how do I design the organization to be agile and adaptable to the future? 
Well, there are examples of organizations that have done that that you can bring into an organization. So they just don't look at, we've always worked in a hierarchy here. That must be the way we have to work. Right. One of the, uh, my favorite phrases that gets mocked in British English is blue sky thinking. Right. Oh, we have to be interesting and creative and blue sky thinking, come up with something new. And actually, most people are comfortable with blue sky thinking that is exactly like what they just did previous to that. <laughs> I'm always keep it simple. Yeah. Um, I think I think I don't, what this story does illustrate is collaboration. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, perhaps, it, perhaps it's another business mo uh, message here, but you know the guys on the outside, having no experience of what it's like inside, had to listen to the person inside the prison to say, "This is how it works in here, and this is what we must do. This is how you can get something to me." And the guys on the ha outside had to use available resources to to make that happen. So there was there was some good collaboration here. There's collaboration, but I also think that you're pointing out something fascinating that I hadn't thought about, which is if your boss asks you for something stupid, do you say <laughs> yes and go along with it? Or do you say, walk me through how this is going to work? I'm yeah. not really seeing your logic. Yeah, so yeah, you I, I th yeah, yes. I think there's a high, there's a hierarchy issue going on here, <laughs> and, and probably lots of threats of violence. So no matter how ridiculous this idea was, they were going along with it. Yeah. So you want us to drop you a loaded gun? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? I, I, I'm thinking that when you say in a prison, but it wasn't me, they're going to say, "Wait, wait, wait. We have the film." Yeah, I, I can't imagine the uh, the going in front of a judge for attempted murder and uh, many other charges uh, against the guards right. and but, telling judge it wasn't me. Yeah. Well, actually, that's a, not really a good way to go into but it. Phoning, I, phoning <laughs> up your lawyer at the end. I mean, it was all planned out, wasn't it? It was, you know, all bases covered. But thankfully, not uh, the act. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, we can go all the way back and, and we'll do it probably another podcast, but we can go all the way back to the financial crisis, the falling apart of Enron, the, the dot-com bubble. All of those things were there were pieces of we saw a problem and we tried to solve it the same way that created the problem. Right, right. And that doesn't solve the problem. Yeah. Right. So there's there's actually a lot more in this crazy tale of crazy than it looks like. <laughs> well, I think the message to the viewers is um, don't do the crime, don't do the time. Yeah, well, that's... that would be one place to start. But there, there are multiple levels to get into this but i'd say let's uh hook viewers for next time when we're going to be talking about something we like to call zombie organizations excellent well thank you very much Pandy and brent that was a a, a, a a very amusing if somewhat bizarre episode but we like that don't we <laughs> all right we'll talk next time about zombies let's see where that excellent. goes <laughs> love it take care guys see you next week right. ciao, Bye. ciao.